You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. If you try to remember, you will lose. Empty your mind. Be stronger. Shape like water. All the fighters that ever set foot on this planet. I'm the only world champion, United States national champion. I'm a two-time National College I was never beating Cotton. Be proud of The Action Martial Arts Power Hour. All right, welcome to the Action Martial Arts Power Hour. We're here with, of course, our host, Alan Goldberg, and our special guest, the Lady Dragon, Cynthia Rothrock. How are you guys doing this evening? Not doing bad. great. <laughs> Good, good, good. Glad to have you on, Cynthia. You know, Alan was, uh, you know, p- uh, pumping this up, and I, I got really excited to have you on because your background in martial arts, especially, you know, with what you have to you have to contribute to this show, because I'm sure Alan is going to go through a lot of things, and you're going to, uh, you know, echo his thoughts. Uh, um, but you know, it kind of brings a lot of credibility to everything. Uh, not, I mean, we have credibility with uh, everything that we're doing, but it's always good to have something extra. So uh, now that I I said that, uh, Alan, you know, uh, chime in. Well, well, we were in the green room. Cynthia, we were talking. Cynthia had just came back from Russia, and uh, Cynthia, let's give a little bit about that conversation and give us, you know, elaborate a little more. Right. Well, um, we went over to Moscow and. Uh, they had a Tula Film Action Film Festival, and Adrian Paul, Matthias Hughes, and myself were invited over uh, to get an award, and they screened uh, one of the pictures that we all did, and um, it, was, it was a great time. Uh, uh, Alexander Nevsky brought us over, and he's also trying to uh, get together a film that he wants to do to use us in, so he also brought us over to meet some uh, people that you know, could possibly finance the film for him. So for, we were there for two reasons. But we had a blast, uh, treated it wonderful. Um, the little town of Tula was so cute and well, a lot of laughs there. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures too. Was, was it a little cold while you were there? Um, it, you know what? The first three days we were there, it was really hot. And then the next three, it turned really cold. So it was kind of bizarre. It almost went from hot summer to, okay, all of a sudden we're into winter. You know, and it was raining, and uh, we didn't have heavy coats. And we're like, ah. <laughs> so it was it was a, 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 a change, like drastic, day to day. Mm-hmm. Well, remember what we did, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we went up to, uh, Cynthia went up. We got it. I think it was like the tip of Canada up in New York. Remember when we took that boat ride and we all got drenched in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were out on the water and it started pouring raining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were got freezing cold from a beautiful sunny day. So uh-huh. we, we do know that. Tell us a little more about what you've been doing lately and, and your career and what you've been doing. Well, uh, this year has been uh, interesting for me because uh, I started getting back into uh, doing films. I was kind of like when I came into this year, the past few years I've been uh, focusing on doing a lot of seminars, and um, I was thinking maybe I might open up a studio, you know, and then in January I I did a movie called White Tiger in Thailand uh, with uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, 
and came back, and then I got another offer to do another movie, which was called Santa's Summer House, and this probably is up there on, like, one of my favorite characters. Uh, it, it was a Christmas family movie, no action, but I was in it, Daniel Bernhardt, uh, Gary Daniels, and Kathy Long, and the director just loved us, and he said, you know, I just want to show that, you know, you action people, like, you know, that you can act and that you really have soft hearts. I want to put you in this nice little Christmas movie, and cool. I'm like a, I'm a big Christmas buff, so I was like so excited, and I was supposed to play another part, and I didn't think I could do it uh, because of scheduling conflict, so I turned it down, and then it opened up. I could do it, so we called him back, and he said, he said, oh, we already cast that part, and it was funny because when I was reading the script, I told my daughter, I said, I want to play Mrs. Santa Claus so bad, and she's looking at me like, are you kidding me, and I said, no, I said, but they would never let me play that part, but I was like, God, I would love to play that part. So they go to me, well, we cast that part, but would you be interested in playing Mrs. Claus? And I was like going, yes, yes, really? I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So um, Christopher Mitchin played uh, Santa Claus, and he was like, well, there's nothing wrong with having him have a younger, you know, more hotter kind of wife. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this would be great. So um, I, I loved it. The film was very cool. And then he just called me again. I just shot uh, another film for him. Um, which was pure acting as well, Badass Showdown. And that's not, you know, where I want to go. Of course, I want to do the action, but, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to be recognized. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can act, because yeah. I felt like he could have got anybody for this last movie, you know. So, uh, so, so it made me feel good that he liked my work from uh, Santa's Summer Home. Well, it's good, good to get the face everywhere. You know, people, people know you from that, but why shouldn't they know you from other things you do? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and on that note, uh, you know, Cynthia, just for our listeners uh, that maybe uh, some of them don't know, maybe they're living on the rock, I don't know, but your your background, it, it spans beyond martial arts, beyond film. You've also done uh, a lot of television as well. You know, you were in the, uh, the Dukes of Hazzard reunion, from, from what I understand. Yeah, that was a television movie that they did. <laughs> right. Oh, I guess, I don't know. I, don't, I think we've done that. Let's see, my daughter wasn't born, so we so, oh, wait, or was she born? Uh, yeah, she was, she was. So, I don't know, I guess we did that one, probably the reunion movie, maybe about six, seven years ago. And um, I did an episode of Hercules with uh, Kevin Sorbo. And I also did a reality show called Faking It. And that's kind of it as far as uh, TV goes. Um, uh, the rest was just basically, you know, films that went directed well, to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Cynthia, if I can, if you don't mind me asking you this, you know, there's been a rumor going around uh, Hollywood, uh, you know, for, for the past couple of months uh, with the Expendables coming out, Expendables 2 coming out, that it was being tossed around. They were going to do uh, an Expendables, but with females, an mm-hmm. all-female cast. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were throwing the names of Sigourney Weaver, uh, the Gina Carano, and your name came up a number of times. Now, do you know anything about that? Uh, I know there's a big campaign out there with, on Facebook because, like, I have five different Facebook pages, and all a lot of fans got together, and uh, I had. Um, uh, the New York Daily Times contact me and the Philadelphia Times. And, um, uh, you know, I've talked to some people, so we'll see. You know, I don't know. Not, you know, you, you, I don't know. Uh, right now I, I would say, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not in it, but I hope to be. So I'm hoping. Well, you, okay, should, you should be. We've got to get a hold of people then, that's all. Huh? Yeah. We've got to get a hold of some people then. So I'm making them write in some more letters, that's all. 
Exactly, exactly. That's what I, I, I need. So I um, I know one group of people know of me, uh, so I guess the other group. So I don't know. It seems like now they're doing two different movies. It seems like uh, the one Adi Shankar is doing, and then there's one that uh, they just, uh, they're doing called The Expendables, where I guess they got the women from Clueless. So there's there's two different ones coming up, but same kind of theme. Well, I think you should. If they put this together, if they don't, if they don't, uh, you know, tag you on this, then they're. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I know, me too. I keep thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, like this is just, it's just a, you know, I thought I should have been in the Expendables too. I was like, they they had that other woman in there. I was like, are you kidding me? I would have been perfect in there. (laughs) You know, not to toot my own horn, but just that with, you know, I came up with all those guys, all the action guys, you know, and they really didn't have an action woman, you know. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I'm trying, and I'm hoping, you know, all my fans are out there trying and rooting. And, like, I know someone is like, well, I'm going to try to get you on Howard Stern, you know. So I don't know. So, you know, maybe maybe some of this buzz will get to get to some of them, and they'll say, hey, this might not be a bad idea to use her. <laughs> well, now that, now, now that we know about it, we're going to be speaking about it, right, Alan? That's right, and I say out of my my event, let's get a petition up, and we'll send it right to Hollywood after my event. So, so. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You, this is our, this is our thirteenth year, and you, you, I always call you my lucky charm. You've been there from day one. Yeah. And uh, this year we're planning for some bigger things and better things. And I actually have to call you my talent agent also because Cynthia is the one that every year she tries to get me some new talent to come to the event, and uh, I gotta thank her. So far, we get some great lineups, you know, and. We're still working on some others, and uh, I always thank you for your help because we've been friends now for about 20 years now, and you've always come through any time, you know, you were able to. Let's just put it that way, and you did. So Yeah, yeah, so I'm happy because, you know, I meet these, I know these people, and they're wonderful, and I just know, you know, that they would fit right in there because, you know, you have, like, the best martial art events, and I know that they would be, you know, so well, excited to go there, I, and, I, you know, I, the fans I, are so what, great there, you know. Well, what did you what did you say? I, I missed that. I said, uh, you know, I I always like to try to get people to come, you know, that haven't no, no, been no, there. I remember when you said I had the best martial art event. Yes, yeah, you have the best <laughs> martial art event. And I have to say, I have one with Eric Kowaleski, and I still say, yeah. no, Alan's got the best martial art event. Wow, well, I wish I, you know, even with Eric, too, I've been trying to help Eric along since he started, too. And he's a good kid, and, you know, you're always going to help people. And that I think that's the point that a lot of people miss in the martial art world. If you don't help each other, you're going to get nowhere. Exactly, and I, exactly. And I, you know what? Yeah, up. it's like, and you know, you, you know what? You, you know, there's nothing. You just tell the truth. Alan has the best event. You know, people say, well, you know, I want to come to your event or Alan's. I'm like, well, you know, I'd love for you to come to my event, but Alan's is going to be grander. You know, all these people are going to be there. So go to that one and then come to ours, too. <laughs> well, we get six months apart, so it gives everyone the time to say to them, I'll you away, you know? Yeah, yeah, but it is. I tell you, I look forward to that event every year. I've loved it from day one. Uh, you know, uh, it's just it's such a, a fun a fun time. I mean, you never see you get so many uh, celebrities uh, and great martial art masters in one place at the same time. Never, you know. So um, it's a big party, and everybody that goes, all the action people, the celebrities, they're so nice that they're just so nice to take the time with all the fans, yeah. you know, and take pictures and talk to them and, you know, dance with them at the parties and stuff. It's just it's just like the best time, and it's like the best time, you know, January. You start off, you know, the new year, you know, with a great event. Well, I, I try to make it that now. That's why we put that wine and cheese party together, and I think that was, like, 
such a, a phenomenal idea just to put that to the martial arts. If we have a night, you can just come, hang out. You don't have to come fancy. You can come fancy. Do whatever you want. And yeah. that has worked out so well. Because it's been a little formal, but now mm-hmm. I'm giving everyone two nights that they can do one, one or the other or both. And right, right. I and great reviews on it. Now, I have to tell you, I already have, like, about 20, 20 requests for a dance at the event. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> I can't wear my high heels. Huh? You, you better get I to that one. Goodness, right? We can make a lot of money with that on dances, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Anyway, I was just going to ask you, because I know uh, we'll start taking callers in a little bit, but I want to ask you just, I mean, what what brought you to uh, getting involved in, in films? Because you went from being a martial artist. When, when was that turning point, that opportunity that opened up that you got involved in the uh, the film industry? Well, when I got involved, I was really uh, concentrating on competition. I had a goal that I wanted to be undefeated in form for five years and then retire on top. So that was in my mind. And it was probably about my third year that I was uh, I was number one, and I was on the West Coast demonstration team with Ernie Reyes, and Paul Maslick was the editor of Inside Kung Fu, and he called Ernie, and he said, hey, there, there's a Hong Kong company here, and they're looking to cast a Caucasian Bruce Lee. They want to get a guy and try to bring him up as, like, the next Bruce Lee. And Ernie said, well, what about the girls? You know, we have Cynthia, we have Belinda, you know, we have Margie. And he goes, well, yeah, you can bring them. But they're not really, you know, looking for uh, for a girl. So we all went down. We went down to Heel Cho Studio, and they had us all do form weapons, fight, some fighting, and some self-defense techniques. And Corey Yoon was there, and uh, he, they said, well, we're going to sign, we're going to sign you. So they signed me, and uh, that's kind of how it all went. So um, when I went to Hong Kong and did my first movie, it was Yes, Madam, with Michelle Yeoh, I thought I was just going to do this one movie, and then that's going to be it, you know. And I was thinking, wow, maybe I'll get my picture on a poster, and someday I could show my children, look at your mom did a movie, <laughs> you know. So yeah. uh, that I just thought it was just one of the little adventures I was going to do in my life. And then after I did that movie, it became a big hit in Hong Kong, and right away – they asked me, you know, to do a second one, and at that time it was my fifth year in competition because it took them actually two years to get it together, and I um, I did five years in a row undefeated in form, so I said, you know what, it's a good transition. I'm going to go into another film, and I like this, and I think this is, you know, where my career is going to transition to now is doing films because my competition days, you know, I've, you know, retired from that. So it was just the perfect timing for me to go into film. So, um, yeah, that's so I, I was lucky. That's how that all happened. Well, it's funny. If you didn't go to that, if you didn't go to that screening or that, that audition, you know, because you didn't know whether you were going to get a part or not, you were just rolling the dice. Oh, we didn't even think we were because we knew they were looking for a guy, you know. So so we just went in and just, you know. Um, and it's funny because I tell people now, you know, I tell them when they, they're interested in acting is sometimes if you get in there and you're, you you are really good, you could change the people's minds, you know. Um, one time my daughter, was, she wanted, they were doing Alice in Wonderland, the play, and she wanted to uh, be the Queen of Hearts, and she was five, 
<laughs> and I said, uh-huh. you know, that's going to go to an eighth grader. I said, you're not going to get that. She goes, I want to do the Queen of Hearts. So I told her acting teachers, and they said, no, she should go for Alice. And they said, she wants to be the Queen of Hearts, and they're giving me a look like, mm, that's not going to happen. So anyway, I said, well, okay, go ahead. So she went in there for the audition, did the Queen of Hearts. She wowed them so much that they added a part for her as the mini Queen of Hearts. Really? So she followed the big Queen of Hearts around like a little mini-me. And it was great. So, you know, I always tell people that sometimes, you know, you can change people's minds, you know what I mean? And you just got to have the confidence and the faith and just go in and do your best. And, you know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. It's all about faith. All about faith. Yep. So, Alan, what were you going to talk about with Cynthia before I rudely interrupted you? (laughs) Not a reason. You know, know, I've been, again, I know. As a matter of fact, we're going out to Arizona soon, aren't you, Cynthia? What's that? John Pellegrini? Aren't you going to John Pellegrini? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll be I'll, I'll be out there with you all. I'm flying out. I know Bill's flying out. Bill Wallace, too. Oh, good, good. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Well, actually, Friday I leave. I go to Costa Rica. I'm doing an adventure oh. trip, and I get back oh, on God. Halloween. And then uh, then I do a seminar with Eric Lee. He's doing a Tai Chi seminar, and then I'm off there. And then from there, I come back. The next week, I'm off to Prague for a, a demonstration in a Budu Gala show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I know. And then I think December is free. I think I can rest for December. My mom's going to come out, and I I think December is, is – is, actually, I think until I go to your event, I, I have, like, pretty much two months there. So it's like, wow, I can clean my house. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, you know, and and you know, I the thing that I like, you know, about my event, you know, Don and I were speaking just the other day. Also, he goes, you know, when I come to my event, he goes, I meet a lot of people. He goes, a lot of the travel that I've done is from people I meet at your event. And I said, Don, that's what my event's all about. I said, it becomes a showcase for everybody. It's not just a matter of who, what, when, and where. I mean, you know, I I myself became, I don't want to say noticed in the martial art world because of my event. Mm-hmm. And I try to I try to give back to people and everything I do, and it works out very well for me. And I just say, listen, if it works out for the people that come out to me, and they're able to come off and do something special on their own. Isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. I'm always last year. Yeah, I owe you a lot of money, Alan. I says, well, Don, you'll pay me one day. I'll say, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's true because you know anything could happen there because there's so many people. You have celebrities that could see a talent and say, hey, I'd love to use you in the next film. You have directors and producers that come and that say, hey, yeah, give me all your information. Yeah. You know, you have masters that you know see some of the seminars. You know, because everybody like does all all the seminars that everybody has the advantage to take. You know, and they say, hey, I want you to come to our school, you know, I mean, there's so many, so many opportunities, you know, and just even to, you know, get in touch with other associations and schools, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, has so many advantages for people to, uh, to attend. Well, we have a lot more countries coming in this year, so maybe we'll get you to a few more countries. (laughs) Mm -hmm. About eight new countries coming in, so I said, well, guys, there's plenty of people here to meet, so hopefully that's going to happen for everybody, so. And I know you're yeah. working on the judicial line with Don also. How's that working out? I know no, you that's, that's working, that's weekend, working right? great. Uh, that's working yeah, great. They just had, right? Yeah, they'd had a one-year anniversary party. And, um, you know, they keep adding more and more uh, different uh, clothing lines. And, you know, right now I have uh, four T-shirts with them. Mm-hmm. And um, coming out with a new hoodie, which is is great, and oh, cool. you know they're do, they're doing they're doing really well. You know they're I I love the shirts. They're good quality. You know, um, 
they don't wrinkle, you know. So so it's it's fun and it's nice working with James and Don, you know, because as you know, they're they're just like great people, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Don Don Don's a great guy because I'm working on a line of T-shirts too, which I'll tell you back off the air, but. You know, Don said, oh, I want to be involved. Said, Don, how could you be involved with my line of t-shirts? He goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, I want to be involved with it. I said, okay, Don, no problem. <laughs> so, you know, but you know, Don, you, I know you've been friends for yeah. hundreds of years with Don, too, and he's, he's one yeah. of the most honest guys you're going to want to meet out there and uh, good people to work with. So, oh, yeah, you know. yeah. And it just goes to show you, you know, how everybody, there's no competition, there's no this and that, you know what I mean? It's just like uh, you do everything for the love of it, you know, and nobody has – you know, I won't say nobody, but I mean all of us and that come, you know, as your group and family, whether it's, you know, actors, fans, friends, you know, are all, you know, really, really good people and and always trying to help each everybody else out if you can. There's no reason to compete. There's so many people, you know. If you're just competing in, in this, in our industry with over 25 million martial artists, it's a little ridiculous. So only out there for everybody. <laughs> Well, can we all just get along? That's the big thing. Can we yeah, everybody just yeah. get along? Well, uh, at, uh, at, at Ellen's event, you can, yes. <laughs> yeah, everybody all hold hands. Kumbaya. That's, that's mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, so, Cynthia, I have a caller that has a question for you. I have Sean from Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Okay, Sean, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Uh, Cynthia is right there for you. Okay, hi, Sean. Hello, Cynthia. I have to say, my first movie I saw with you in was China O'Brien when I was uh-huh. about 12, 13 years old. Uh huh. But there was a rumor. And I was like 14. Rumor, no. <laughs> <laughs> but recently there was a rumor going around before they started the whole Avengers thing, you know, with Marvel Comics and everything. Was it true that you were up for the role of Black Widow instead of Scarlett Johansson? I never heard that. <laughs> That's Nobody told me. I mean, I wish I was, but uh, I would have loved to. But, yeah, no, I I haven't heard that one. That's what a friend of mine told me. And it's like, yeah, Cynthia Rothrock was up for it and everything. It's like, I can see her playing that. Yeah, I, I, I could too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I, didn't, I don't think so on that one. But um, I would have loved to. <laughs> But are you going to do another China O'Brien movie, or? You know, we talked about that. We would actually love to because when we shot China O'Brien, we were all just like new. We didn't even know much about acting, or you know. And it became it was such a popular movie all over the world. And you know, we thought, well, let's do it again, but let's do it more modern day. You know, nitty gritty. You know, a little bit. You know, really good strong action. You know, little little darker. You know, and. Um, we tried to inquire about the rights, but right now I think they're owned by Warner Brothers. So it's kind of hard to get the rights, but we we actually would love that. Actually, I talked to James Wilson about it, you know, and we were trying to see if if we could we could do that, you know, um because I think it would be good for all the old fans that love the China O'Brien series and then all for the new fans that had that never even heard of it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we we're trying, but it, it's hard sometimes when you don't own the rights to to actually get them. Yeah, because I love the movie. I was waiting for a part three to come. It's like, what's it coming? <laughs> yeah, well, that was funny. We shot those two movies at the same time, and we shot them in Ooh. six weeks, and we never knew what movie we were doing. It's like, oh, we're in the office here. Okay, do the scene from the second script. And I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. We don't even have the second script with us. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Come on. <laughs> you know? 
But we were like, ah, so it was very hard for us, uh, for me actually too, as as a, a novice in the film industry to shoot scenes that I didn't even, I didn't even like have my script there because we were only doing the first one, you know. And if there's like so many funny things, like the, remember the parade in that. Well, Fred yeah. Weintraub, who was the uh, producer, just stuck us in the parade and didn't tell anybody. And they put us, uh, they put a sign, China O'Brien for 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 what was it, for sheriff, right? And uh, yeah. the radio announcers going, and here comes uh, China O'Brien for sheriff. <laughs> you know, and they, everybody just <laughs> went with it. So there, there's a lot of like like funny things. The party was like a craft service for us. So you know, it it was it was a, a very interesting. A lot of stories about that that film. <laughs> But please, right. Cynthia, do me a favor, would you? Mm-hmm. Knock on Sylvester, Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's door and say, I want to do Extendables 3. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. Well, come on. You do it. Everybody do it. Just, that, you know, I, I right. keep thinking, you know, if the company gets bombarded with emails, you know, that they, ha- they have to take a look at it. But the interesting thing is he knows who I am because I was signed to do a picture with him. Um, back in the early 90s, it was called The Executioner, and it never went. So, um, you know, he he knows me, and, and I feel, you know, I could do still, you know, what everything I did back then. And, and sometimes you're looking at yourself, you know, as the times change, you go, well, wait, wait a minute, you know, my style is a little nicer now, <laughs> you know, than, yeah. you know, the big shoulder pads and the poofy hair. Well, so, uh, well, do you have an email you can give to me? Oh, hmm? You have an email to Sylvester Stallone or someone else there. We can we can uh, send email stuff. Yeah, I um, yeah definitely can get it. Actually, there's a uh, a guy from his name is Jerome. He's from the um, he writes for the Philadelphia Daily News, and he's got a list of like different things. I should have him post it. And sometimes, like if you go to my Facebook site. Um, it's Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, it's the one like with the little wolf on. That's my main one because I have five of them. He'll post things where they'll have comments of like who you would like to see in it. So you know he'll post that so people could go post to that. But uh, I I don't want to do it because I feel funny. You know I don't want to like well, you know do it and say hey yeah come on do this for me. But you know what if you, if you guys do it then that, I would I would I would so appreciate that so much. Well, well Sean, you have a mission. You have you have a mission, Sean. Your mission is to I'm on it. Cynthia, do this, get spread the word, coast to coast, continent to continent, make it happen. Cynthia needs to be in the Expendables. You need to make it happen, Sean. Do it. I'm going to make it happen. Okay, Sean, so now it's on you. You have to knock knock on Stallone's door. (laughs) Oh, I will. Because I just got taken out with the Arnold, so I may have a time to have a little dinner with Sylvester that time. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, thank, thank you for calling in, and uh, we have to take some other callers. But hang on, you're still going to be on hold. All right. Okay, uh, Cynthia, we have uh, Sensei Mike from Brooklyn. Hi, Sensei. Hi, uh, how are you? This is Mike, also known as Big Mike. Uh, I'm a friend of Alan Goldberg's. He knows me. Hi. Yes, yes, how yes. You doing, Mike? I, I bet you what. <laughs> how are you, Alan? How's everything? Good. Uh, Cynthia, I'd like to ask you, uh, I'm a fan of you, of course. I'm a retired cop. I like martial law, a lot of your movies. Uh, what arts did you train in? Who, who were your teachers? Well, um, I started off in Tung Sido under Frank Chernovich and um, also Robert Kovaleski. Uh, so that was my first style. Then I went and I did Pai Lum uh, under the Daniel Pai system. And then I did uh, Eagle Claw, Ying Jiao Pai uh, in New York with Shem Leung. 
And then I moved to California to study wushu with Roger Tung. And then I studied taekwondo with Ernie Reyes. And then I uh, studied uh, uh, kempo with Charles Matera. So wow. uh, basically that with a lot of other stuff. I've done like a little bit of uh, Bagua, you know, when I lived in Hong Kong. And, I, you know, I studied a little bit in Taiwan. I went to China. Uh, I studied there for eight weeks in Chengdu. Um, wow. So, you know, I, and, I, you know, I'm still training. I just saw like a fabulous uh, movie on uh, um, the Filipino martial arts. And I was like, God, I like, love to learn. You wow. know, I like the, the stick fighting and stuff. So, you know what? Uh, for me, I'm, always, I'm never going to stop learning. I always love martial arts, and I want to also learn Shen Tai Chi. So, you know, it's just, it's just for, you know, my whole life I'll still always be doing martial arts and also learning more and more because uh, I love knowledge, you know, in any That's shape cool. and form. So. You've got some, uh, some resume there with your, your, your real arts. You know, I, I want to say, what's your next movie you're going to make? My next movie, um, I just finished one called Badass Showdown. It's actually kind of a funny title, but Badass Showdown. I just finished that one. And right now um, I don't have anything that is definitely um, committed. Uh, I have a project that's really dear to my heart. It's called The Perils of Penelope Peacock that uh, two of my friends have written for me, and I love it. It's kind of uh, – it's a really uh, feel-good type of movie, you know. So um, oh, nice. we could do it for a low budget It's because, you know, and it, it's just it's – just, uh, I think, you know, people that have read the script said, you know, wow, yeah, you have to do this. And, you know, you, I think every actor in their life gets that one film that go, oh, man, I'd love to yeah. do it. So um, I think probably we're going to try to see if we could get some some financing for that. It's It's – very small, so I'm I'm hoping we could we could get that one done. And then there's like um, there are two like horror movies out there that people are trying to get you know finance for, which I would love to do. I've never done that, and I, I was just telling the director that I that just did Badass Showdown. I said I'd love to be a zombie or a vampire, and he's like, You'd be good against an empire an, anti-vampire movie, sort of like a Blade kind of trilogy uh, with the You'd be good killing the vampires with kung fu and other weapons. Yeah, but I, I but I want to be the I want I want the makeup, you know. I want to I want to be a zombie. Oh. I want to be you know what I mean. Oh, I want to be God, I want to be, be a vampire. I don't know. I just like all that stuff. So and I like I'm a big horror fan, so I like that. So I would love to do something. Something like that, and then there's someone else that has another project, um, Mark Rogue's uh, Rogue Space, which is a sci-fi uh-huh. one. So you know what? There's a lot of things out there, but the problem is is the financing, getting the financing to do them. So you got to get Cecil Goldberg behind you, and you can make the uh, God Squad too. I think you know he knows which movie <laughs> that is. How about that thing with the God Squad too? Daily news spread, baby. Daily news spread. <laughs> Okay. Right. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so much, and God bless. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bless you, too. Bye-bye. Do we have a Okay, we have Alan Woodman on bringing him on. He has a question for Cynthia. All right. I'm also trying to get Papa on on there if you have him online there, too. Oh, yeah, he's here. Okay. Hey, Cynthia, Alan, how you guys doing? Hey, Alan. Alan, how are you, buddy? How you doing? Uh, I did did a small part in um, uh, Cynthia's movie where she kicks me really hard. <laughs> and tell favorite, them what your part was. Tell them who your part was. Artie One Eye. That's right, Artie One Eye. Your favorite. Now I'm sitting here actually uh, with Frank Duke in his office out here in Seattle, Washington. And I'm on the last part of my uh, little tour that I had here. I'll be heading back to PA. I just wanted to say hi. And uh, just want to here with Grandmaster Hud Huddleston, 
and uh, Frank Dukes and myself, we're all listening to the show. And, oh, uh, tell them I said hi. Hello, How are you doing? I'm doing great. Nice to hear you. And uh, Grandmaster Huddleston, say hi to your wife for me, please, and give her my best. Uh, well, thank you. I'll be yep. in uh, Europe right around the time you are. What's that? I said I'm, I'm going to be in Germany. I think right around the time you're going to be in Prague. Okay, I didn't hear that. Well, you got to get close to the phone. Frank was saying he's going to be in Germany the same time you're going to be in Prague. You guys should, oh, you know. really? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm in Prague for a week, so if you get a chance, come <laughs> over and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just wanted to wish everybody well. Alan, I'll be at your event, so will Grandmaster Hud. Uh, maybe we'll tag, maybe Frank, and we can we can rope him into coming, too. Get that big Good. rope for Frank. Yeah. Got to bring him in. He's right here. He's right here. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Hi, well, how you doing, everybody? Everyone's good? Good, good, good. Yeah, I got a chance to show off my uh, my digs here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we were gonna bring on Papas and we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna we're okay. gonna have your special co host, Soki Papasan Panty, coming on the show and then we have Wonderful. another couple of callers. So uh just hang on and we're gonna be right back. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. Sciences 
uh, is about economic engineering. It's about how to practically uh, design certain markets so that they work well. Of course, it, it sheds uh, a very bright spotlight on the work that goes here. So, so that's a good thing. You know, my colleagues and I work in a an area that that we're calling market design, which is uh, a, a sort of a, a newish area of economics. And I'm sure that uh, when I go to class this morning, my my students will pay more attention than they. Uh... <laughs> You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. All right, we're back on the Action Martial Arts Power Hour, and we're here with uh, your host, Alan Goldberg. There uh, we go. A great guest, special guest, Cynthia Rothrock, the Lady Dragon. She's fierce. And now we're going to bring on Alan, your special co-host, Soki Papasan Kanti. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you guys? And, and you, Cynthia. Oh, Hi. It's been a while, but uh, glad to talk to everybody. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing fantastic down here in hot Atlanta. So tell us what you're doing down there lately, and you have any questions for Cynthia? Well, about nine years ago, I moved down here. Um, No, but I have have a, a statement that I want to say about Cynthia. She has been... Over the years, although she became famous, she didn't forget the little guys like myself and you. Uh, you know, I judged the tournaments. Uh, she's also competed in my tournaments. So it's been it's been good over the years. And as, when I moved to Atlanta uh, nine years ago, I started teaching and, again, working with kids and, and writing. And since that time, I've written uh, two books, Help the Bear, Road Back to Grand Mastery. And the Red Book of Wisdom, the Musings of a Man. Those those uh, two books are on sale at uh, Lulu.com. I'm right now in the process of completing my third book, and this is going to be a masterpiece because this is my autobiography. This is uh, a complicated man explained. So that's what I've been doing since I got to Atlanta. Well, every time I get my co-host on, I, we always talk about my little pet peeve. There's a doctor in the house. You know, I only, I've only known one real doctor in the martial arts, and that was uh, Dr. A. Jose Jones from the uh, D.C., Maryland area. He's an oceanographer. But back in the 70s, he was uh, involved in a group that used to, we used to do tournaments up and down the East Coast, and we'd ride together. And from the, from the north, I would, I would ride with Fred Hamilton, Bill Richardson, uh, Joe Gordon, Greg Tierney, and we would all get together and take buses down to D.C. where we uh, compete in tournaments uh, with against Dennis Brown and his people, uh, A. Jose Jones' people, and those guys had big tournaments back then. I gave a tournament in New York City called uh, Papa Son's Martial Arts Classic, and that was one of the largest uh, tournaments in Brooklyn at the time, and then the Yin Yang tournament came out afterwards. But... That's where I first met Cynthia. Right, I was going to say I, I remember all those di- all those tournaments. I used to every weekend, either a Saturday or a Sunday, it's not, or both, you know, going com- competing. Yeah, I I remember Dr. Jose, and oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, brings back so many good memories. Right. I'm glad Walking to catch up with people. you again. Well, I'm just like you. I'm busy all the time. Right now, I'm I'm working with kids 
at a recreation center. I'm the director here, and um, I'm usually working Monday through Friday from 1 to 9. And, and believe me, that keeps me busy. I, I go to school in the daytime trying to clear problems that kids might have in my program. And if I had kids that come in in the evening that need tutoring, I help them tutor also. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We got any? Uh, Lou, we got any calls on the line? Questions yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do. We have uh, Soki White. Uh, welcome to the show, Soki White. Hello, how's everybody doing? How are you, Alan? <laughs> good, good, pleasure. Good, good. Cynthia, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Chuck, you probably don't remember me, but uh, at Alan's this past event, uh, we took a couple pictures together, and I met you many years ago, and you're always pleasant every time and always take the time, and so I want to thank you for that. Oh, no, I, I, that's, I love doing that. Yes, and your pictures are plastic over the dojo with me, and everybody want to know, who is that gorgeous lady you have? <laughs> well, we'll have to get but some I, more this year. I'm, now we can hear your class in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But, Cynthia, real quick, I wanted to ask you a question. The things that I have here, we have a lot of young ladies at house, and we're that. So, we don't have um, daughters, ladies, and engineers. And I'm like, when are you going to the New York area? Like, yeah, you, we get you're going to have to move away from that noise, Silky White. Sorry? You're going to have to move away from that noise. That, that's not me. <laughs> oh, it's not you. Okay. That's somebody else's. So it's not mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell them I'm doing a radio. Okay. Oh, that's right. Papasan. Uh, okay. Look at Soki Papasan causing problems on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's some of the kids in the background. We just uh, know they took it down in Atlanta. Soki How many people can actually teach a class and be on a radio show at the same time? My God, you're talented. <laughs> Life goes on. That's yeah. called multitasking. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's it, multitasking. So, so, so my go, question go on, is, when are you going to be back in the New York area, perhaps touring some touring? I know you're very busy, um, uh, but we'd like to know. I'd love to. We'd love to have you out on this end. And, well, uh, I really, guess, uh, yeah, I'll be at Allen's event in January, and then I'll be in the uh, um, Poconos, the Split Rock Tournament with Eric Kovaleski in, uh, in May. So... Um, Right now, that's about the only thing that I have scheduled on the East Coast for next year, so far. Okay. And how would we get in contact with? How would we actually? How would I actually get in contact with your office, your people? Uh, you can contact me either at my website, which is CynthiaRothrock.org, or on on Facebook. Um, oh. You know, everybody says, "Well, which one's you?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're all me." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, though, if you request as a friend, like four of them are full. So it, I, I won't even get the message. But if you do a private message or something like that, okay. if you ask me a question I, or or whatever, I'll de- I will definitely try to get get back to you on that. Yeah, um, she does. So, I know that. Yeah. And I and just want to holler out to Alan again. Alan, your event last year was one of the best. I really enjoyed it. I brought quite a few students out. A couple of black belts out. They were inducted. Just want to tell you and thank you for keeping on that, that tradition. It is so oh. important. 
Thank you. I hope you come out again this year. We're going to have a bigger and better show than last year, even. Absolutely. Just want to holler at uh, Soaky Papasan down in Atlanta. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you came out to my Hall of Fame, too, so I don't feel slighted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Soaky White, before Cynthia, you leave. we've got to get you to Atlanta for my Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Soaky White, before you leave, we're starting a campaign to get Cynthia Rothrock on the new Expendables. So we need your help. So we, we're pushing okay. stuff. We're pushing things. All right. All right. Thank you. Yes, thank sir. you, sir. Just contact me. Send me whatever we need, and we'll do whatever we need to do on this end. All right. We're, yeah, we're we going to start a campaign on Facebook. That's okay. what I love to hear. That's what I love. Thank you, Silky White. You got thank it. You, sir. Take care, guys. Okay. Have a good one. All right. So now we're back with the with the great Silky Papasan, the radio show co-host. And trainer all at the same time. I like it. Yeah, I, I can do those things. God said through him all things are possible, so that's what I do. That's, that's very true, very true. So, yeah, Alan, just what, give what, you what, what do you – go ahead. I just, I just want to say something about Papasan, and, you know, people don't realize that Papasan had uh, some uh, medical problems years ago, and not, not wood, thank God he's been healthy from that. He had a trans, uh, kidney transplant. Oh. And I always, I always go back and I look at him and I say, sometimes we're on borrowed time, but the time that he borrowed, he made it worth his while. So you see him, God bless him, he's still doing great for everything. Well, you know the funny thing about that, we were on a, Alan and I and his son, his son couldn't have been more than 14 years old at the time, we were on the Staten Island Ferry. And the son looks me in the face and he says, you know, Papa Son, you know what, I love you, and, and I'll give you one of my kidneys. And I broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God had a better plan. I got wound up getting two kidneys from a a, a, a deceased baby, and that's called mm-hmm. a cadaver kidney. So I have two kidneys that are cadaver kidneys, and believe it or not, it has changed my life over the past uh, since '99. That's when I got my kidney transplant. Fourteen years, yeah. thirteen years. Yeah. Yeah. My my boy's a big boy now, too. He's in there. <laughs> Thank God. You know, I saw you. I saw your son today, Alan. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I bumped into him in the street. <laughs> yeah, he said he's sitting here right now with me in the school. Anyway. Yeah. You know, so what? What else do you have going on for the event in January, Alan? You have, I mean, you have so many different things going on there. Well, and, you know, I, I added on. I, yeah, I added on. I did a, a new thing this year with the, the wine and cheese bar. I expanded the room where I'm just thinking more like one area just a bigger dance floor area so people can have a little more quiet time in one area and the other side will be mostly for the dancing because last year I think people went a little crazy during our dancing, <laughs> the DJing the dancing. So we enjoy that ourselves. And yeah, yeah. And what I'm doing also this year, I have uh, Willie the Bam Johnson coming in and he has this new thing with Dennis Brown called Point MMA. And we're bringing that in this year as a, a tournament on the Saturday. Uh, expanding our tournament again and just, you know, more celebrities, more people coming in and the uh, response is doing good so far, but I don't give up until the day before, so I keep working 18 hours a day on this thing. So we're expecting that, that a good I know. crowd again. Yeah, expecting a good crowd that again. I, and, uh, I don't know how you do it, man. You've been doing it for so long. I've seen you in action. I don't know, man. I really don't. But uh, more know. power to you. Yeah, I tell people I don't know either. I, I wing it all the time, but I will get well. Let's put it that way. Uh, but you do a hell of a job. I tell you that much. 
Now, now the action martial arts power hour wouldn't be what it is if we didn't talk about the doctor situation while we have Cynthia on the show. So, ah. you know, the floor is yours. This is this is uh, your thing, guys. So go for it. Uh, well, little, little thing, you know, Cynthia. I don't know if you've been hearing or hearing what goes on. You know, we. I, I've been approached many years ago through my magazine, which is a legitimate <laughs> magazine, the people to post that they're doctors and PhDs in martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I got reference back that it's against the law for them to do this. So mm-hmm. we, me and a lot of other organizations got to bed together. And we're finally, and believe it or not, as of today, I'll say 90% of these guys that call themselves doctors and PhDs in martial arts have dropped the title. But we yeah. to them, it's legally, it's illegal. And, yeah. you know, Pop, Pop has been behind me 100% with this, and Pop always is saying, how the heck did they get a PhD when they couldn't read or write? So, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a true thing. And we do, we keep, you know, we, we keep pushing it, but I don't want to say we want to make an annoyance of it, but, you know, as people like you, Cynthia, you've been around a long time. We're not going to give your age away. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but you've been around a long time. <laughs> well, you can tell them I'm 32. <laughs> I'm 32. Oh, I got it. I'm sorry. I thought you were 33. I'm and sorry. you're 36, right, Alan? <laughs> there you go. But, you know, you've been around a long time. And how how do you feel when the guy walks up to you and he's wearing, you know, 12 stripes on his belt, telling me he's a super grandmaster from that, and he's 19 years old? <laughs> Yeah, I you know what? I I kind of it's it's interesting because I was just promoted to seventh on when I went over to Korea and right. they keep calling me grandmaster and I'm like, please don't call me that. I am not. I am not. Don't call me that <laughs> you know. Because like I'm from the old school. I think you know that mm-hmm. the grandmaster is there's one in each style. And mm-hmm. he passes it down to someone else, you know, and and that's just kind of how how I feel. And uh, I don't know, you know what? You're as good as you are. That's how I always looked yeah. at it. You know that uh, to me, I, I don't even like. Sometimes I'll just wear a plain black belt, or I'll wear my master's belt, or something, you know. And I I I don't know. I don't think. I I think it yeah like you know you get all the different titles because you know you got you had so many of this and go to the other you know and personally I I wouldn't I would never do it you know what I mean and mm-hmm. uh, you know I I'd like it to be back into the old you know traditional way Thank but I you. think you know I think that okay. people get wrapped up in you know like the, like the titles and then like if someone is a real grandmaster and then you got a lot of other grandmasters and they got well I'm the great grandmaster I'm the professor I'm this and that you know should go back to the old way that there was like you know the grandmaster of the system tenth on and then it, everybody goes down to him but I know I keep telling Eric I'm like don't call me that I'm not I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. you know so well, yeah well, I, I am a traditionalist have, at heart. You have huh? paid your dues, yeah. and what Alan is saying is that there are guys out there calling themselves grandmaster and doctor. Yeah, well, you know okay what the sad thing matter. is? And they haven't paid their dues. And the sad thing anybody could do it these days, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, someone could go, you know, get a black belt certificate made. They could get a, you know, whatever. They and and you know what? We just, you know, I think it's great, you know, Alan, because this this we don't really have any kind of governing body that says, you know, that you can't do that because people that shouldn't have that title and that are going around with it are just fooling people, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to fool a person that doesn't know martial arts. You know, I remember when there I was first go. starting, someone was teaching me, and their fist wasn't even right. But to me, I was like, wow, that's great, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And and it, it is. It's, it's kind of a shame that we have a lot of people out there under various titles that, you know, don't deserve it, you know. But like you know, I said, I think the, it's a the great thing. thing that, my biggest pet peeve, again, is the titles, the doctor and PhD, because I always I, I have the four things that I say on every show is how could you tell me you can take that certificate that you got and get a job with it? If you can't, you're not a doctor. Can you go off and tell me that you can transfer your credits? Can you find your name on a, a list on the higher board of education, which is PhDs? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, your thesis, is it registered? And then it's one of the other things you have, then they shut up. Yeah. You know, See, in my, in, my, in my life, I've, I've gone to school. I yeah. have a master's degree in public administration, and I was blessed to be able to go to Columbus this week when my wife received her master's in business administration from right. the University of Phoenix. You know, there's a lot of work to be done when you when you when you claim that. But in the martial arts, there's really no record. So what my book Help the Bear did was it laid out a roadmap for people who mm-hmm. are studying the martial arts to kinda of gauge themselves, not to promote themselves. That still comes from your instructor or your association. Thank you. But there Thank are you. so many guys that are leaving their instructors saying, I'm I'm tempted on. You know, uh, we, we talked about a young man that was at a tournament this weekend, a Gojo Styles. I won't mention his name, but he's the seventh don, and the highest copy he knows is a potential, which is a green belt form. Mm-hmm. So how can he be a master, grand master, and he only knows like four or five copies from a, from yeah. a you know, a logical system? Well, the- well, you figure Halloween's coming up, so maybe you can do something. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> okay, but listen, that, Cynthia, I have I have Anthony Elam. I hate to interrupt you guys, but I, I want to bring him on. He has, a question, he has a question for you. Okay. Uh, Anthony, you're with us. Okay, hello, Cynthia. How are you doing? Hi, today? Anthony. I'm great. How are you? Well, fantastic. Doing well. Good. Uh, one thing that we've been, uh, I've called in before with Alan and them, uh, but one thing that we were looking at is the paper dragons in themselves, you know, which is a long, drawn-out uh, subject for some of us. It's been around for a while. I got a little policy. I like to stop by and make friends, and I suggested that others done that, you know. But uh, what we're looking at is some of the ladies that's in the martial arts and been here for years and got uh, and some of the ones that hasn't been here maybe for a, a long time. But uh, it, it appears that these guys, now that some of the guys have been stopping by and making new friends, have turned their aggression towards the ladies in the martial arts. Okay. And um, I'm just, you know, what we want to do is we want to confront that, of course, in a magazine. And uh, I know Alan's going to and uh, a few others. But what would be your opinion well, what do you, what do you mean they're turning would, aggression towards the ladies? What does that well, mean? Well, they're giving uh, cyber, I guess, cyber stuff, uh, bad emails or uh, threatening uh, type things to ladies that are in the martial arts today. Oh, who's doing that? Just people, regular people? Yeah, well, paper dragons, people that, you know, that's the ones that I'm expecting is because anybody that's a true martial artist isn't going to do that in the first oh, place. Oh, so you mean a, a pretend little... martial artist is doing that? Yeah, I yeah. would expect uh, Well, I think isn't like there a law that. against that for cyberbullying? 
You know well, that, there that be, yeah. oh, there is, yeah. there is, there is, a, uh, there is a law against that. You know, if someone threatens someone or or they bully them or they, you know, they say something. I I I don't know who you reported to, but there is there is something that people could be reported to because you know a lot of the problems that they've been having, you know, with people, you know, like teens getting bullying and then you know committing suicide. So I think, um, you know, it's taken pretty it's seriously these days. I believe it's a federal uh, federal uh, crime. Yeah. Yeah, so I would, you know, definitely if someone someone is doing something like that, I would find, you know, I would have them uh, reported immediately. Well, I like to say for the martial art world, Cynthia, I got your back if anyone starts to use so don't worry about it. Right. Okay, everybody, you hear that? So yeah. if anybody tries to mess with me, I'm sending Alan well, after you. You took care of it. Uh, Good. But I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm wondering of uh, the proper authority to contact, whatever, you know, for the cyber stuff is one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anything else, of course, you know, it's going to be local uh, things, but how to approach it that uh, ladies aren't intimidated by that kind of thing. Because some uh, uh, seem to be a little bit more timid mm-hmm. than others, especially maybe some that's just got in, say, in the last three or four years, and then you got all these... Uh, dojos that's popped up, and mm-hmm. then they end up getting, um, uh, how do you say, uh, a little bit of a rough treatment. You know, instead of treating a lady like a lady, they try to treat them like a, a chick, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Well, I don't know. I mean, if, if, I guess if if someone, like, came up and said that to me, I would I – would, I would use my words on it, you know what I mean, and kind of make them feel small and, you know, put them down and, you know, not let it bother me because people that are doing this, think about what kind of people they are, you know what I mean? They're not even worth you worrying your time about it, you know, and if they have someone like that in the school, then it would be the instructor's job to get rid of that person, you know, because we don't want people like that in our martial arts schools, you know, martial arts is supposed to, you know, you're supposed to have honor and respect for everybody, you know, and if someone isn't doing that, they're not truly a martial artist, you know. And I would just say, you know, if someone from another school is treating women like that, you know, that says what kind of school that is, where they're coming from, you know, and you just, you know, avoid them, you know, and don't even pay attention. Don't let them intimidate them, you know. I mean, women doing martial arts, that's like the, one of the best things in the world they could do because they're not only mm-hmm. getting in shape, but, you know, they can defend themselves and they should be getting strong and have confidence in, you know, in, in you know, what they're doing and what they know and not to let people like that, you know, intimidate them or get them down. Right. Like, you know, that's like totally unheard of, you know. So um, yeah. they build up a little more strength and confidence and, you know, and even don't even pay attention to them, you know, you know, because um, obviously they're, they're coming from a bad place and, and, and they shouldn't really be in a martial arts school. Right. Well, well, that, also, that also falls back on the martial arts school because a lot of the martial arts schools are only teaching kids how to fight and how to go to mm-hmm. tournaments and how to win trophies. They're not teaching them respect for one another. They're not teaching respect for their parents. Like I just told you, if there's a yeah. problem here at this center, yeah. I go to the school and I handle it at the school. Yeah. yeah. Not at the well, dojo. I well, I know. It's, it's terrible. Like I said, we have nobody that... Yeah, we have nobody that controls it. You know, my daughter had a friend that was a black belt, and she was in kindergarten. And, you know, my daughter was a yellow belt and knew more than she did. And, and she'd go, well, what, what, do you, what did you have to do for, for your black belt test? You know, she goes, well, I did a jump-spinning roundhouse kick, and I did nunchakus. And it's like, yeah. you know, form? No. You know, self-defense techniques? No. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what kind of school is 
this guy is taking money from from people and they're getting faked out, you know. And exactly. and yeah, it's like, what do you do about that, you know? And I, I always tell people, I say, you know what. Well, before you, you sign up at a martial arts school, you, you go and you watch, and you watch the students, and you watch the instructor. How does he teach? How does he treat his students? What's the discipline like? You know, and right. compare it to different schools and get a feeling. Get a feeling like I feel, I feel comfortable in this school, you know, and um, right. that's like the best thing to say because people will say, you know, I honestly think all styles are good. You know, they all have their advantages, and you just have to find the one that's going to work for you, and, and that's, that's a big part of it is going there and looking, and even no, you, you're not looking at technique. You could you could see how someone, uh, uh, you know, holds himself. The instructor, you know, right. uh, how his right. students treat him, how the students treat each other. You know, you could see that. You know, and um, that's probably you know the school that you'd want to be in because uh, you know if one is like all undisciplined and you know people are like just hitting each other or you know like just like lounging out or something, you know, like that's not the school, you know, I'd want to put my children in. I'd want them, you know, in the one that's saying, yes, sir, and, you know, doing everything, you know, uh, you know, what the instructor says, because that's a big part of it. That's a big part of, you know, martial arts is honor, respect, you know. And uh, if you don't have that, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there to that one. Alan, I'm just going to go off topic. I just have a question for you, for you and uh, Soki Papasan. Okay, you know, these, uh, you were talking about the doctors, PhDs, all that nonsense. Okay, these people that are professing to be this, that, and the other thing, and five other things on top of that. Now, are you getting that more from the men, or do you have women doing that too? Yeah, well, believe it or not, there are one or two women out there, but it's not, not terribly. And I think with the men, of course, there are more men in the martial arts in the older realm. Now, there are a lot of younger women coming into the martial arts, but... What I do feel is that a lot of these guys do it just, and let's not even say for money, but they're doing it for their own ego. Mm-hmm. And even when you prove it to them, they still want to fight you. They still want to say, no, I'm a real boxer. Oh, okay, prove it. And, you know, I can prove you're not because you prove you are. So, yeah, it's mostly with the men at this point. I hope it doesn't go that way. But uh, we as traditional or martial artists have been around for a long time, 40 and 50 years, we are the ones that have to actually govern or look over these things and police it in our own way. I mean, we can't say don't do it, but we can also ignore the people and just say we don't exist. And that's what mm-hmm. I basically do. Yeah. You know? And, and Alan, and you've been, I, you've you know, been uh, doing it. You've been doing a lot of things to uh, to promote that, and you're keeping martial arts honest, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, we're trying. We're trying. Well, I, I support him 100% on that. We talk about it all the time. And we've had roundtables on it. It's just not right that you have organizations that are giving out doctorates, and half these guys haven't even earned a name for themselves. But so this is how they want to earn a name. This guy is giving us a doctorate. Let's go to his affair. No, that's not what this yeah. is about. Well, you know, I hear next year they're going to start giving out astronaut uh, documents and things of that nature. (laughs) (laughs) They they always have to keep going up and up, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you have to go up and up. There you go. (laughs) You know, Cynthia, you know what the amazing thing is about it, too? Many of these guys that use these titles are listening to the show right now. I get emails every once in a while. But now one of them want to come on the air and argue the fact that there are doctors because I will just ask them the simple questions, and they can't answer it. So uh-huh. we're not against any. We're not trying to, to turn the tide and say, hey, listen, guys, you're a bunch of knuckleheads. We're just trying to say, reevaluate what you're doing. Try to think what you're doing to the martial art world. 
mm-hmm. not doing anything positive for the martial arts. You're only doing something negative. And, I, you know, my title, I use Sifu. It's all I use because I don't need anything else. I've been given every title in the world. But you want to know something? At the end of the day, I'm still Alan Goldberg. Sifu was just my title as being a teacher. And isn't mm-hmm. that what we all are? We're right. all teachers. Exactly. That's all we are. And students. Yep. Yep. So. yep. That's right. And, and Alan, you, I mean, time and time again, every show we invite uh, these self-professed uh, PhDs, all this nonsense to come on the show. Not, you know, again, you said not to attack them, but, you know, state your case. State your case, and then we can address it from there. You know, but we've, uh, I mean, the only the only person that came on, and I have to say it publicly, that I actually ha- have some respect for, because he did come on, was Frank Dukes, okay? And mm-hmm. he stated his case. And we were fine with it, you know. Um, and actually, that, that, Frank, Frank and I had, had spoke after the show. And when I, I actually laid out what I said, Frank said to me, Alan, you make a lot of sense. I do understand you now. So Frank kind of understood where we're going with it and understands that I'm not wrong with it if I'm able to prove it legally. And Frank, he did agree with that. And, so. and, that's, and that's the bottom line there. Okay. So, uh, so now, do we have anything in closing, Alan? No, I just I just want to thank. I'm I'm excited that Cynthia uh, took the time to be on the air with us. My my good good friend Papasan and all the callers in. Uh, we had a lot of states this show, so that means people are listening from all over the country. And I, I just want to say, you know, we just want to build the show more and more for an open forum for everybody. It's not just about what I want to say, but anyone who wants to call in and talk about something and be part of it, we're open for it all the time. Right. Okay. And Papasan, you have anything to say? Thank you for inviting me on tonight. I really want to invite you because I, I feel honored that I'm on with Cynthia because, like I said, she's a movie star. I'm just popping something. Oh, no, I'm just Cynthia. <laughs> nah, nah. If you yes, stand on the yes. corner together, guess what? Everybody's going to pass me by. They're going to run up to you, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but deep down, I'm I'm Cynthia the martial artist. <laughs> I understand that, and that's what well, I love about Papa, Papa, she is prettier than you, I have to tell you that. Well, I, I, you know, that's only because I lost all my hair. Uh, and, and Cynthia, just to stroke you, stroke your ego a little more, you know, I have to say, anytime I've seen you at Allen's event or even doing stuff out there, you know, you're one of the classiest, uh, you know, women or people in the in martial arts today, and I can say that with all uh, all power, strength, and everything. Because you you've done a lot for the martial arts community, you've done a lot for kids because you've inspired a lot of people, and that is a key thing. Because for women in martial arts, you are one of the top tier in there. You, you have the youngsters out there doing their thing, but you kind of paved the way for a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of female martial artists that are coming up today in Hollywood. So I think you're uh, a trailblazer, you know, and that's yeah. That's, yeah. Thank you. And all good at 32 years old, too. That's the amazing thing, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ellen, I lied. Yeah. I'm 38. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're, you're looking 32, and that's, that's what counts. That's what counts. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's what you, how, how you feel. That's what I say, you know. Yeah. I always tell my mom. My mom's like 77, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's how you feel. You know, if you say, oh, I'm 77, I'm old, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, t- I show her these people. I say, you know, this woman's 99, and she's dancing in a Broadway show. I'm like, if she can do that, you're only 77. So, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, it's like. Oh, you look at the lady that's got her foot on the sign. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all how, it's all how you feel. You know, it's how you feel. Like and if, you, if you're going to say, yeah, I'm old, I can't do that, you're going to get old and you're not going to be able to do it. You know, you got to say, yeah, heck, I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> Even if you can't, I could do that. Mind. Everything's a state of mind. So, Cynthia, do you want to let our listeners know how they can follow your career, okay. how they can follow you, Facebook, Twitter? I know you said it a couple times during the show, but let's close out with that so that uh, – we can have, you know, the listeners back you up. And I and I have to say this, too, that anyone that's listening to this show, I don't care where you're at, U.S., Germany, Australia, wherever you are, you know what, get out there because we need Cynthia Rothrock on the Expendables, the female version. Say it now. Say it later. I'll say it again. We have to, we have to uh, do something to get you on there. But, uh, yeah, just let the fans know how they can uh, find out more about you. Uh, yeah, just uh, Facebook. Um you know, Cynthia Rothrock, CynthiaRothrock.org, my website. I have a Twitter that I'm just kind of getting the hang of it, but I have a Twitter thing. Uh, and I, I guess, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's how anybody can, can contact me on any one of those. Okay, follow and I do try to answer like, everybody, believe it or not. We need to contact you. We need to contact the guys that we need to contact. Like, Alan, you got to get out there and let them know how to get in touch with, with uh, Stallone or maybe somebody mm-hmm. else. And that Bruce Willis, anybody that can help her out, because she's there. She's right there. Her foot is in the door. We just got to push the rest of our body through now. <laughs> well, let me see what I can do with Arnold. Actually, I'm going to see him maybe in a couple of weeks, so maybe I could talk to Arnold. That will be good. Well, I think that will be a good thing, because he, he's doing his book thing, and, and he has a lot of stroke, more stroke now than he did before. You know, yeah. When he was yep. the governor, when he was a governator, and now he's back. <laughs> He's back in action. All right, but Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been oh, fantastic. thank you, thank you, and um, Alan, I'll see you in uh, Arizona. Yes, yes. All right, Cynthia, I'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. And I'll all right. See take you care, all everybody. In January. So long. Yep, and I'll see you all okay. in January. Yes, definitely. Take care. Bye. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. If you try to remember, you will lose. Empty your mind. Be formed. Shaped. Like water. All the fighters that ever set foot on this planet. I'm the only world champion, United States national champion. I'm a two-time national college champion. I was never beating cotton. Be proud of it. The Action Marshal Arts Power Out.